All right, we are live. What's going on, guys? You already know what it is. It's a Nooner Nation podcast for Nooners by Nooners. We're able to sneak a show in tonight. My uh, guest, uh, won't name names, couldn't make it for understandable reasons. Very busy person. Career skyrocketed over the last couple weeks. But a great friend of the show. Yes. Great friend of the show, our, our boy Matt Cooper. Hit me up, was able to step in tonight. So, uh, dude, thanks for uh, saving the evening, Matt. Oh, no problem, man. I, I didn't even have to set anything aside. I was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do tonight, and it just happened to work out that you had an open spot. And I'm always down to be on Lunar Nation. Yeah, you uh, you fit us in between like an hour-long crying session and then a four-hour Pornhub bender, right? Uh, well, an hour long crying session, which I was, a, that's the reason I was a little bit late. I was able to get that out of the way just at the, the last second. I had to cut it down to 45 minutes, which I'm okay with. I can, yeah. I can live with that. Uh, and yeah, tonight, instead of a, instead of a four hour long porn hub bender, I'm thinking like, you know, maybe just a, you know, a good old fashioned orgy. Oh yeah. Well, those are always fun. I, uh, never actually physically been to an orgy. I don't think, I don't know what classifies as an orgy. I've been to like, that's that's a really good question. I'm not sure what classifies an orgy also. If it involves partner swapping, then I guess I haven't been at an orgy. If it doesn't involve partner swapping, then I've, I've got a few stories that, that might qualify. Like I've been in rooms where several couples were having sex at the same time. Yeah. So I don't know yeah, if that's an orgy here. or it's just like group sex, you know? Is that even really group sex though, or is it just a group of people? Yeah, because nobody was really sex. Yeah, nobody was really like swapping out partners or anything. You know, this was like when was this? this was like college when you know like you'd be in a room, you had nowhere else to go, and everybody's just horny. So yeah, I was like, oh, gonna fuck. And in reality, yeah, what was, it, yeah, what it really was? That was my what, experience in the music scene. Also, is there was a whole lot of very very poor struggling musicians that all had to live together and you know you gotta you you work with what you got now uh womb raider who is probably an expert on such things uh orgy is more of a free use situation okay so there's swapping not necessarily couples i think if it's couples then it's technically a swingers part but is it swingers i think swingers you got to be swapping right yeah, yeah. I think the for swingers it has to be a, a group of couples. I would defer to Woomerator on this one also. I mean, with any question about deviant sexual practices, yeah. I would defer to Woomerator. Yeah, I don't know. But I think with swingers it has to be a group of couples that are all swapping. I think an orgy is kind of a free for all, an all you can fuck buffet. Right. And then of course we're all familiar with the classic gangbang. Oh yeah. Yeah, a little bit more familiar with that than I'd like to be, but hey, you got to make money somehow. Now, so then, I guess, do we get into, would a train classify as a gangbang? Is it like a subset of a gangbang? Hmm. Well, what type of train are you talking about? Are you talking about, like, like a train of guys? I think so. I've never been involved in one. You always just, like, hear about, you know, like, well, you know, running a train on somehow, some thought, you know? So I don't know. Okay, with that, I I think that would qualify as a gangbang. A gangbang is going to be everybody ganging up on one particular one person, yeah. person, be that a, a man or a woman. Yeah, I mean, I got ganged up a lot on like in middle school, but there's no sex involved ever. It's mainly like fists and feet. But uh, I mean, getting fisted or foot fucked that I mean that's still sex. So I think that that counts as a gangbang. Yeah, never fisted. I have had a lady rubber feet on my dong. Which was interesting. Not a, oh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, it you wasn't. Know that go ahead. Foot fetish. Foot fetish is the number one most common fetish, despite what people want to admit to. It is the number one most common fetish, and there's actually a psychological reason for that, and that's because of the portions of the brain that are associated with your foot and associated with your sexual pleasure center are extremely close together, and all it takes is either genetics or even a solid knock on the head and it'll cross some of those wires and suddenly have a foot fetish. Yeah. I mean, well, for one, you already know, we don't, you know, we don't kink shame here, 
But of no, everything. Not at all. Of everything. I mean, the foot fetish. Again, I mean, I've seen some very nice feet. Not to the point of like fetishism. But of all the fetishes out there, I mean, the foot fetish is by far, I think, the uh, the one gaining a little bit more traction in normal society now. <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, there didn't even. Yep, exactly. No pun intended. I've been uh, I've been drinking these. Uh, I found the ranch waters, but they're the ranch Ritas. I'm not sure if you ever had one of these. Ooh, ranch Ritas. No, I so it's had a mar- it's a ranch there- water, but it's a margarita style, and it's a six and a half percent. Ooh, that's not bad. That's a, I'm, I'm sticking with uh, the tried and true whiskey water combination. Okay, is that your uh, your fireball, or are you actually going solid whiskey? No, Four Roses tonight. Four Roses, very nice. I've uh, been to the Four Roses Distillery. I think that's still my hands down my favorite whiskey. I've had a lot of different types of whiskey, and Four Roses is the one that I keep going back to. It's definitely a, um, in my experience, I'm a I, I'm. A bourbon guy, Eric Tanzi, if he's listening to this, will roll his eyes to the back yep. of his head because I said I'm a bourbon guy. But uh, Fort Rose is one of those I found that's like like pinnacle quality to decent price. I've had some very yeah. good bourbons, but I mean, they're up there. You're talking about like Blanton's and stuff like that. That's $70 a bottle if you can find it. But, uh, well, if it's a Thursday night and you're just looking to drink away your sorrows, I'd say Four Roses is a, is a pretty solid choice. Four Evan Rose. Williams also for the for the price. Evan Williams is surprisingly good. What, are you going to Black Label Evan Williams or are you class it up to green? Oh, God, no. No, Black Label. Black Label. That was the uh, that was my high school go-to. I'd always show up at a party with a bottle of uh, Evan Williams and a jug of orange juice. And you would just like... As a high school, be a pussy. Orange juice, Evan Williams, orange juice. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. When you, it's like the orange juice is sort of like training wheels. It is, and it was never good orange juice. You know, you're not going to simply orange. It's like the concentrate, like gallon milk jug. No, not Sunny D. I would never, (laughs) I would never soil Sunny D with alcohol. Okay. (laughs) Not even, not even a good vodka or something like that. I don't know. I've never had. I've had a. what I have one time, a sushi joint here in town. We were all hanging out at the sushi bar like after hours one night because we got talking to the owner. And they started doing a, God, what was it? Oh, it was um, gin and tang. Ooh, that sounds good. And they called it, I think they called it like a British astronaut or something like that. But I'd, I'd be down to try that out. I'm not a big fan of gin though. I've, I've had bad experiences with gin in the past, both the alcohol and, and women named. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, gin, yeah. Have you ever, now I'm assuming the women all start with a J, or have you ever actually been with a, a gin female with a G? Not that I'm aware of. Not like a, a Jenny, what is it, Jenny Potter situation? Isn't she the yeah. one that ended up marrying Harry Potter? No, I, I haven't been with a gin with a G. I've been with. A uh, few gens with a J. I mean, yes, Jenny Potter was with a G, begrudgingly so. She's, you know, married Harry when we all know he should have been with Hermione the whole time. Right? I've been saying that for years and I didn't even read the fucking books. I mean, power couple. They would have been the power couple. Yeah, absolutely. She Well, she's not going to go for a fucking ginger either. I know, and not even that. Like Hermione, a, she a, ends up with Ron. No, that doesn't make any fucking like sense. Like a, a poor, a poor ginger at that? Like, yeah, on. a poor ginger. Like, Emma Watson ending up with a poor ginger. The only That'd thing be like I, her yeah. hooking up with Ed Sheeran if he wasn't a, a multi-million dollar musician. I know. Another guy. Man, like I have a cousin who's all about some Ed Sheeran. I was like, if he's not rich. Oof. Like, so you're yeah, going to hook no, up with you. every ugly guy that can sing? Like, come on. Yeah, some girls do that, and God bless them for it, or else I probably would have stayed a virgin until way later in life than I did. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, so with that, oh, though, talking about Harry Potter, the movies, I feel so weird because Emma Watson is the same age as me, and I think she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, actually, I think she's actually a year older than me. But now, growing up, I think she is like smoking hot. And it really weirds me out when I go back and watch the movies where she's younger. <laughs> and you still still think that. I'm just like, Obi man, she grows was... up to be super hot. 
Okay, is that the thought that you have though? Is it oh she's gonna grow up to be super hot or holy shit that twelve year old is hot? Because there's no, a no, major no. like difference she grows up. When I see her, I'm like we're like man Emma Watson now smoke show. And I'm like, is that weird to say? Because I'm watching her as like a child. If you're thinking of her when she's an adult, I don't think that there's anything weird about it. If you're actually looking at the the 11 or 12 year old Emma Watson from the first Harry Potter movies and going like, oh man, I would break a piece off of that, then yeah, you should probably be in prison. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure if Joel hears this conversation, he's going to send me a uh, 12 year old Emma Watson sex doll. <laughs> That's because he's a good friend. Yes. For anybody who hasn't seen that, and we'll get into intros Wait, with that. Do they actually do they actually have an Emma Watson sex doll? I'm sure somebody's got one. Oh yeah, good point. I was just asking for a friend. People do weird shit with wax, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, here in Iowa, actually, the Iowa State Fair is like huge. It's like the biggest state fair in the country. And they have people submit sculptures made out of butter. And uh I would think that'd be more of a Wisconsin thing than an Iowa thing. Actually, no, in Wisconsin, I guess that'd be cheese. Yeah, but don't know. But uh, my first year living in Iowa was like the year Sean Johnson, the gymnast, was like a huge deal. And she came from Des Moines. I've actually met her a couple of times. Um, and they had somebody made a Sean Johnson butter sculpture. <laughs> and a guy that I work with, or worked with at the time got thrown out of the Iowa state fair because he thought it was, he was a little drunk and thought it was hilarious to get creepy about the butter sculpture and was trying to figure out how he could buy it. He was asking like the people that ran things like, how do I buy that? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I want to buy the Sean Johnson butter sculpture. They're like, well, it's not for sale. And he eventually, eventually he offered them a thousand dollars for the torso and that's when security showed up and threw him out. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a little creepy if you're just going for the torso also. That's some, like, Jeffrey Dahmer shit. Yeah, I mean, well, don't know. Maybe he's just into butter. But yeah. hey, no kink shaming. Maybe you're, yeah, maybe you're just into butter. Mm. You're a dairy enthusiast. I do always say, I won't kink shame, but I'll kink judge the fuck out of somebody. And if you're going to have, if you're going to stick your dick in a butter sculpture, you should do better things with your life, you know? It's gonna it's gonna make me reconsider the amount of respect that I have for someone, or it's gonna it's gonna paint them in a different light for me. Yeah. But I I can't exactly judge, uh, or I can't shame. But yeah, I, I would judge something like that. Yeah, I mean, like, have you ever been caught with your dick in something weird? Uh, just I mean, I've been girls that i'm not exactly proud of okay yeah. does that count it, it, i mean back in my my late teens early 20s yeah i can see that i mean but for real like what's the weirdest thing you've ever put your dick in yeah i i gotta say that, that there are more inanimate objects that i'm i'm less embarrassed about putting my dick in than than actual women that i put my dick in fair Fair. I mean, we all get curious. I've been, I, I used to travel a lot for work, you know? And one day I uh, I tried to do the uh, like the warm towel between the couch cushions thing. Didn't work. I like, See, I don't, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. No. It's, uh, like it's, when it, if, I'm in, if I'm in desperate times, then I'll turn into fucking MacGyver taking care of that shit. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can just make your own sex toy at home. Yeah. Whether it be a Pringles can with some some sponges in it and a rubber glove, or you could go the the prison route and make yourself a Fifi, and Fifi's super easy to make. Most of it involves a rubber glove. Okay. I don't think there's anything anything wrong with that. I thought Fifi was maybe like a guy in the shower that you just force yourself upon. It depends on if you're in like federal prison or state prison. The terms change. Yeah, you know. So, with that, like I said, I'm joined tonight by. Uh, Matt Coop Cooper, uh, co-host of Iconoblast, which, uh, by the way, man, has been killing it on YouTube. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't get. Yeah, the numbers have been picking up, which is good. Our our Monday night premieres have been getting better. Joel always makes it look fucking amazing. Whether 
we've done shows without video and somehow he still makes it look fucking amazing because that guy's a genius when it comes to that shit oh yeah for sure yeah it looks great i mean you guys are like uh i checked right before we came on you're you're about to break three thousand subscribers i'm sure your uh your audio numbers are probably through the roof yeah i think they're a minimum of like double double or triple our uh youtube subscribers which i mean in the terms of podcasts isn't isn't that huge but i'm still very grateful for it i can't believe that that many people actually give a fuck what we have to say oh yeah man well here's the thing my podcast does very minimal numbers but the numbers i do create technically put me within the top 50 percent of podcasts in the world so you guys are probably let me see i've got a screenshot you guys are probably in the top five percent with your numbers yeah, maybe that still seems a little bit high. I I would take top fifteen to twenty percent. Do you get a uh, in the first week of an episode audio? Do you get more than seven hundred downloads? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you're top five percent. No shit. Yeah. If you're uh, odd, this is audio. If in the first seven days you're getting over four thousand downloads, you're in the top one percent. Okay, so we're just uh, we're just under the top one percent, I believe. But it's been a little while since I've been checking the numbers. So yeah, I mean, crushing it, man. And you guys, uh, I noticed you guys just uh, launched some some cool merch on the Drinking Bros website. Yeah, shop.drinkingbros.com. The newest merchandise that went live is the Iconoblast merchandise. Joel did an amazing drawing for Aquatic Cloaca, which is a fake band that we made up on the show. Uh, with the help of all the listeners, uh, right. I think that's my favorite shirt that that we have in this first run of merchandise is the Aquatic Cloaca shirt. Uh, Joel did the artwork for it, and then him and I sat down to work out the uh, work out the font that we were going to use. Sorry, if you hear slapping in the background, that's my big ass dog taking a drink of water, which I've got <laughs> three of these bastards in the apartment now. Um, so yeah, first run of merchandise: the Aquatic Cloaca shirt. I think is the best one. Uh, and then we also have the fuck John Lennon shirt. Mm-hmm. That is another reference that, that is like, uh, it was sort of crowdsourced from the listeners, mm-hmm. which that's my favorite way to get merchandise is to just crowdsource it from the listeners. Cause they're the people that, uh, honestly, they come up with better ideas than we do. Right. Uh, well, they're, yeah, the, they're, they're the, the ones that are going to buy Lennon it too. Shirt. Right. So, yeah, yeah. You give the people what they want. Yep. And so far the sales have been doing pretty good. Uh, and we just started promoting it. They just promoted it on fake news today, uh, which was awesome having them promote our stuff. I've never had any merchandise that has my face on it. So that's, that's kind of a cool thing too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like it. I really like the fuck John Lennon one. Um, but just like that and most of the drinking bros merchandise in my public life, I can't really wear that stuff. But I'll probably end up ordering one just to wear around the house. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Sorry. Uh-oh. That's, yeah, still here. Sorry, that was the dumbest of the three dumb dogs that oh. I have with me right oh, now. Oh, I thought it was the hooker trying to sneak her way out. Knocked it over. Oh, no. I kicked them out beforehand. Oh, yeah. Of course. They just come over to, to sit and listen to me cry. Makes yeah. me feel less alone. What's the, uh, what's the hooker situation like in Austin? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Is it? Okay, so this might come as a surprise to a lot of people. I've never actually hired a hooker before. I'm not either. It's it's one of those things where it's not that I'm necessarily against it. I just don't know. Uh, it's sort of like trying to buy trying to buy drugs when you don't know a good drug dealer. You could go somewhere and find what you think is is you know some some good heroin or some good coke or some good ecstasy, but you don't necessarily know that it's not laced with something that you don't want to be doing, which with drugs, I've had that problem in the past doing some drugs that were laced with something that I, I didn't want to do. Uh, so with hookers to me, it's like, you need to know somebody who has a very good safe connection to set you up with someone that is for sure, not a cop and not part of the sting operation. Right. Have you ever, uh, have you ever been approached by a prostitute? Yeah. The only time that I was ever approached, I was in a place called Isla Roatan, which is down in the Caribbean around Central America. Yeah, and Roatan, was, isn't that a... 
not Croatoan. Not no, uh, but not the. Isn't that a um, fuck Costa Rica? It's close to Costa Rica. Okay. It's not in Costa Rica, as far as I know. I was so blasted through that entire trip. I actually don't know exactly where all the places were that I went. Uh, again, that was in my my late teens, early twenties, when I was at the height of my partying career, and I spent the entire trip borderline blackout drunk. So I know the names of the places that I went to. I I would have to look at a map to tell you exactly where they are. I just know that they're on the the Caribbean. But when I was in Isla Roatan, two interesting things happened on the same day. Number one, I got in a taxi cab with a, a girl that I met on the boat, and we were going to go to to some bar that this taxi driver was telling us was the best bar in Isla Roatan. And he starts driving us to the opposite side of the island. And once he starts driving us through all these super sketchy, like scary fucking neighborhoods, we started asking him to turn around. He's like, no, no, trust me, trust me. The best bars are on the other side of the island. Eventually, I just had to start threatening him to get him to actually turn around and take us back to the side of the island where all the tourists are. Um, and then immediately after that, we went to this bar that was right next to the boat dock. And as soon as I walked in, I walked up to the bar to get a couple of drinks for, for me and my lady friend. And these two very large, intimidating black women walked up to me and just started groping me, uh, which at that point in my life, I hadn't been through an experience similar to that. So I was, I was a little, I didn't know exactly how to approach the situation. Uh, nowadays, I, I think that I would have handled it a lot better, but back then I, I was young and inexperienced. So they're sitting there groping me saying like, Hey, why don't you come with us? Let's, I got a, I got a room nearby. Let's go hang. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Thank Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies. Like, no, no, it's real cheap. I was like, oh, God, that makes it even worse. <laughs> so, no, I ended up having to push past him and, and go sit out at the the waterside bar for the rest of the day and get hammered. So you, you called them the N-word. You put your hand in their face and pushed them well, away. Well, I was going to leave that part out of it. But, okay, if you want to be if you want to be precise, no, I, I was very, very polite to him. I think I would have been less polite to him nowadays. Yeah, the actually, I think from what I can recall, the only time I've ever been approached was incredibly recently when I went to uh, Minneapolis and met up with uh, Jack Mandeville and did the Jack sesh. Oh yeah. I heard about that. So we all like, there was a couple of us in the room and uh, afterwards Jack takes us all to dinner. We had a really nice night. My hotel was like this like super hip place in downtown Minneapolis. And as I'm coming back inside the hotel, like the hotel bar is going off. Like it's just like this neon lit, like art deco, like great Gatsby meets an EDM concert kind of fucking place. And I mean, it's just people wall to wall. So I'm like, Oh, I'll stop in there and grab a drink. I'm at the bar. You know, I'm a talkative. Like if I'm a, I can be at a bar by myself and create conversations with people. So I just like, there's this lady beside me by herself. I start talking to her. We're talking for, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. And she's like, oh, let me see your phone. And I was like, um, what for? And she's like, I'll put my number in it just in case, you know, you want some company later. And at that point in time, I had a couple of drinks. And I was just kind of like, oh, uh, like I'm married. Sorry. Like this has been a good conversation. And then the next morning I woke up and really like analyzed the situation. I was like, oh. I'm pretty sure she was a hooker. So, I I don't know. I I think that hookers come on a little bit stronger than that. They don't just offer up their number. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably a burner number, but you know, it's probably a when I first number. got back from when I first got back from the military, a group of friends and I went out to a strip club, and obviously I had plenty of experience at strip clubs at that point. But a real close friend of mine, it was maybe his first or second time ever going to one. And he was hitting on one of the girls and just getting lap dance after lap dance after lap dance. And we kept telling him like, Hey, she's being nice to you. Cause that's, that's her job. That's how she's making money. He's like, no dude, she's, she's totally into me. Watch. I'm going to get her phone number by the end of the night. So at the end of the night, he walks up to us. He has this piece of paper. He's like, I told you I got her fucking phone number. Like, All right. Next day we, we tell him like, Hey, go ahead and call that girl. See if you can set up a date. Calls the phone number. 
obviously it's the phone number for the strip club itself. Of course. She made, she made so much money off of him that night. Oh yeah, for sure. But, I mean, God bless her for it. She was good at her job. What's the, what's the worst strip club you've ever been in? Ooh. Well, it's funny because the worst strip club that I've ever been in was also the best strip club experience that I've ever had. And that was actually the night before I shipped out for basic training. A uh, group of guys that I was at the, I, I think it was called the Weston Hotel in Los Angeles, California. They had a whole floor reserved just specifically for people that were shipping out for the military. And that's where they would they would hold everybody up the night before they had to get on the buses to go to, go to the planes. So we had this corporal that went around and uh, showed us all of our rooms and we were paired up like two guys to a room and he would tell each and every one of us right before he, he put us in the room, like, all right, as soon as you go in here, you cannot leave for the rest of the night. The bus is leaving at five o'clock in the morning. I'll be back. Do not open the door until I knock on the door because they don't want anybody to split at the last second. So me and this guy, I remember his, his last name, his last name was Walter me and this guy walter were were in the same room together and roughly an hour after we got put in the room we hear a knock on the door and we're like wait what the fuck are we supposed to leave for the bus already open the door this other guy jackson so these are two guys that i ended up going to basic training with that was the first night that i met him but this guy jackson is like hey my cousin works at a strip club right down the street and she said that if we go over there she'll hook us up with a bunch of free drinks and we can get in for free you guys want to go and i was like fuck yeah uh so i had to talk walter into it because walter was like you know, one of the one of the nice Christian boys hadn't had a whole lot of experience, wasn't super adventurous. We ended up going to this seedy fucking strip club that I I drove past afterwards, and it's closed down at this point. Unfortunately, because the place was amazing. I mean, amazing in terms of the memories that I have of it. But uh, we end up sneaking out of the hotel, doing this like Mission Impossible style maneuver to get past the corporal that's patrolling the floor, making sure nobody leaves sneak out of the hotel, go down the street, go to the strip club, this nasty fucking strip club. I mean, it's just fucking filthy, but they treated us like kings for the entire night because Jackson's cousin, this, this girl named Sunshine, of all things, uh, she told them that we were going to be coming. So everybody knew that we were just getting ready to go to basic training and all of the girls were just treating us so fucking nice. It wasn't even like a I mean, considering the fact that it was a strip club, obviously it was it was sexual to a certain degree, but it's like they were all treating us like their younger brothers that were getting ready to go off to war. So they were just super nice to us. We're like, oh, don't be scared. You want another drink? Like all of us were underage and they were just giving us booze anyway. And then, yeah, like we got to hang out there for free for the entire night. I mean, decent amount of rough women in there, lots of cesarean scars, lots of cellulite, but they were all absolute angels. Well, that's nice. Very nice of them. Yeah, the the worst one I've ever been in. So when me and my wife first started dating, we got in our heads to like, oh, we should go move to Charleston for the summer. We lived in Asheville, North Carolina. Charleston's about three hours away. She had a friend that lived in Charleston. So we moved down there, and her friend was a stripper in a very nice strip club in Charleston. Uh, Southern Bell is the name. And she had like, you know, typical 20-something-year-old blonde stripper had a 40-year-old sugar daddy just paid for everything. Um, so we stayed it like we just time. so we just lived in her like two-bedroom ultra-plush downtown Charleston apartment that her sugar daddy paid for and living life. So one day, one night we're in the strip club and uh, she gets off. The, the Like we're there with her, like her sugar daddy guy. The girl gets off and he says, Hey, we should go to God, what the fuck was this place called? Jesters. And she's like, Why the fuck do you want to go there? And she's finally like, No, let's go, let's go. So we get a cab and we go to like the opposite side of Charleston. Like the rough side of Charleston, too. Everybody's seen this strip club, like gravel parking lot, just like cinder block building with one door in no windows no windows far too many bouncers outside (laughs) so we go in and as we're walking in 
Coop, I swear to Christ, the chick coming off the stage had to be at least, at least six months pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? He's like, and I look at the guy and he's like, you're about to see some shit tonight, man. And I'm like, where the fuck, like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, we just left literally like one of the nicest strip clubs in the South. Oh, hair looks good, buddy. Sorry, my uh, my oldest son just got a haircut. He wanted to come in and show it off. Hey, bud. Looks good, though. Anyways, back to strip club talk. <laughs> so then we, uh, the next person coming on stage was when I was like, yeah, I think, I don't know how comfortable I am being here anymore. Comes out, prosthetic leg from the knee down <laughs> on one leg and a prosthetic from like half of the shin down on the other and then just shrapnel scarring up one side. And she was like famous because she like had been deployed and fucking stepped on an IUD and like blown her legs off. Oh, Jesus. She stepped on an IUD? I thought those were supposed to go inside. Or was it IE, IED? IED? She might have, I don't know. IUD? I don't know. Fucking... Hey, I, womb I Raider, Womb Raider got man. injured by an I, IUD. So, I mean, did you ever hear yeah, that story? I've met some girls that have had some bad experiences with IUDs too. Yeah, Womb Raider called in one time and told us about how his Prince Albert got caught on some chick's IUD. Oh. Yeah, that was a... Jesus Christ. Yeah, I did the exact same thing when he told me. I was like, oh. Luckily, Ooh, yeah. when he first told me the story, I thought he had like, they figured that out because he had pulled it out. But luckily, like they both realized real quick, there was like a little too much tension in there. So, yeah. But how the fuck do you, how do you disconnect that? I mean, somebody's got to reach a hand in there, right? Uh, apparently, and you can go back and listen to the episode if people are listening, but apparently her roommate had to come in and like whole, like, unhook his dick like fish his <laughs> dick around while he's trying to stay hard because he was like getting soft and it was getting softer as retracting and pulling harder on everything so god damn that's that's some pressure that is that is some pressure you got to stay hard in that type of situation yeah. that's I've, I've tried to stay hard in some weird search situations I, that one off to him. yeah so he's in the chat right now so he uh what do you say? He's talking about strip clubs. Oh no, uh, our boy uh, Matt C. Hapes apparently Hapes. went to uh, the Gladiator in Gilbert, Minnesota. Got a hand job for twenty dollars, and then uh, she let him put a uh, apparently put a twenty dollar bill inside of her, which then fell out, and he grabbed it off the stage and left. So. <laughs> So it was like it was like putting a, a wrinkled up dollar bill in some sort of soda yeah, machine and it just spit it, back, it out. back out. You're like, all right, well, I'll take this home with me. Yeah, and, and instead of doing the chivalrous thing, which would have been put it on the end of the bar and you know pull it back out straight like you do with a vending machine, he just said like I'm going to find a different vending machine. In this day and age, what you have to do is you just get your credit card out and swipe it down the crack of their ass. Yeah, no, they have a. I don't know. I'm pretty sure nowadays they probably just have like a QR code or like their Venmo code just tattooed on them. Well, if they're smart, they would. That would make it way easier. I mean, yeah. I mean, have like have your have your Venmo QR code like tattooed on your taint. Yeah, I I wish that I had I had the looks for something like that. Just be <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Boa. Hey, hey, hey. We're safe. Chill out. Go <laughs> lay down. Strangers outside. Come here. <laughs> DJ Davies, after hearing the story, said, uh, instead of a purple heart, uh, Womb Raider earned a purple helmet, to which Womb Raider <laughs> replied, I have both. <laughs> It's actually what his Prince Albert was, was his purple heart. He got it pierced through the tip of his dick. Yep. Lay down. Oh, is that, uh, Lay down. Is that the uh, trash puppy? Yeah, this is trash. He's back with me again. 
the last home that I tried to put him in, uh, the new owner had an elderly mother living with him, and he was a little bit too much for her because he, he was knocking her over. Mm. So, yeah, I've been, I didn't want to put him in a shelter. So he's been living with me again until I get a good home for him. Despite his personality right now, he's normally a very mellow dog. Well, I mean, you've just turned into another white guy with a pit bull, Coop. Oh, that's number two, because I, I got this tan one right here. This is Argus. He's half pit bull, half mastiff, but he's much, much more mellow. So he's getting a little bit older. Yeah, that's the mastiff. Big dogs mellow out pretty quick. Hey, you too. Back up. <laughs> trying to do a show. Oh, no. Argus. Trust me. The, Go. the dogs are bumping up our numbers. Okay, good. People love Crash. dogs. Look cute. So on top of no, uh, no. on top of you having a, a new puppy in the house, I've noticed uh, lately you've been flaunting your fitness by paddleboarding. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I've I've been loving that. I I can't say it's fitness exactly. It's the the lazy man's sport, right? It, I mean, it takes a little bit of a little bit of core strength and a little bit of leg strength to stay up on the board and keep your balance. But mainly it's just a really good excuse to go out on Lady Bird Lake and get a sunburn and get drunk. Well, I mean, any excuse you can get, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a solid excuse for it. No, you should uh, do that. Yeah. I, I never thought that that was something that I would actually get into. Uh, I was introduced to it very recently and the first time that I went was just because I was going with somebody else and I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll, I'll give it a shot, but I don't think I'm going to like it. As soon as I went out, I absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll go a few times a week and just paddle a couple miles and bring a little flask with me and have a few drinks. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it, at the end of the day, especially it's, it's a lot more, Hey, hey you too. Oh God, we can start another, online, just online dog fighting. On yeah, this might, uh, this might qualify as dog fighting, but I swear to God that, that they'll both survive it. <laughs> hey, hey. I don't know. I don't know who to bet on. You've got the younger, smaller dog against the bigger yet aged dog. So. Hey. <laughs> Well, definitely bet on the bigger one because trash is trash is a giant. Hey, you two, hang up. All right, this might be loud. Hey, hey, enough. Off. Argus. Argus. Off. I want to put you guys in the other room. Uh oh. Kids are getting in trouble. But yeah, everybody in the chat is wanting you to uh, read. The s- stuff from the subreddit incest confessions. I think that might have to be a Patreon thing. It might be. I do have some stuff to read. Let me, uh, give me one second. I'm going to put these guys in the bedroom so they can wrestle it out. And, uh, always turn into All right. Hey, dog. Artist. Okay. Well, while Coop's putting the dogs away, it's a great time to uh, go ahead and remind you guys like and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure to hit that uh, ding bell, you know, a little bell so you know when we're going live. And then uh, go find us on iTunes and Spotify, rate and review five stars. And then also share posts and stuff. So getting pretty close to uh, 200 subscribers, which is small time compared to our dude Coop here, but it's a start, you know. So go do that. And also go uh, go check out minorleaguestudios.com, a bunch of the uh, uh, small time podcasters and side hustle guys from the drinking bros community have uh, stuff on there. So go support all of them, go support the page, go to uh minorleaguestudios.com. And yeah, uh, Coop found, you know, some, some things to read. I think, uh, in, in well, honor. I, at the, at the beginning of the episode, I was talking about drinking away my sorrows. Yes. And I think everybody knows, what I have to feel sorrowful about, and that is the tragic death. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, this is hard to talk about. It's the, the tragic death of Queen Elizabeth. 
that that poor poor woman greatest sovereign to live in the history of monarchies um and anybody who's a listener of the iconoblast podcast will also know that we have a tendency to get historic documents sent in to us from our unnamed and i mean we we have to not name them just for the safety of the people sending protect, them to you us. gotta protect your sources uh, yeah uh so i actually got a hold of a handful of excerpts from queen elizabeth's personal diary and I, I gotta say i am i am blown away by some of the things that she says in here uh would you like me to go ahead and start yes go ahead Okay, so this is this is from one of the early pages of her diary. <clears throat> and I quote, Before I know it, he's got both of my hands in his vice-like grip above my head, and he's pinning me to the wall using his lips. His other hand grabs my hair and yanks down, bringing my face up, and his lips are on mine. My tongue tentatively strokes his and joins in a slow, erotic dance. His erection is against my belly. I think that was the first time that her and Prince Philip met when she was roughly, I think she was roughly uh, 12 to 14 years old. And he was, I think, in his late teens, early 20s. They were also cousins, by the way. Yes. Young romance. Young love, you know. Young love, I know. And... I mean, coming from Southeast Oregon, anybody that, that knows anything about Southeast Oregon or anybody that knows anything about Alabama, why go across the street when you can go across the hall? Of course. So I've got another excerpt here. Suddenly, he sits up and tugs my panties off and throws them on the floor. Pulling off his boxer brief, his erection springs free. Holy cow, I thought. He kneels up and pulls a condom onto his considerable length. Oh no, will it fit? How? I didn't know that, that Prince Philip was packing a fucking hog, but... Uh, I don't know, this might have really been... not surprising. Is it dated? Because I think maybe uh, Kiwi 2 might have been having a little tryst in the later years. I mean, they weren't using condoms back then. It, it must have been much later in their relationship, because I... Uh, I imagine that back then, I mean, why are you going to use a condom amongst family? It just seems kind of insulting. I mean, I don't know. When's the last time you used a condom? Let's see. What year did Batman Begins come out? Right around the time the towers fell. So it's been a while. Okay, so it was about five years before that. Okay. Well, during the, uh, you, you got it on during the premiere of Twister. <laughs> Helen Hunt just got no, you I, too. So Randy, you had to like. I I enjoyed that all by myself. Helen Hunt was one of my early crushes because apparently on the inside I'm a lesbian. <laughs> okay, so here's another one. I I don't know if this is actually. Uh, oh no, this, this is Prince Philip. Okay. So, uh, I pull him deeper into my mouth so I can feel him at the back of my throat and then to the front again. My tongue swirls around the end. He's my very own Prince Philip flavored popsicle. I suck harder and harder. My inner goddess is doing the merengue with some salsa moves. I would have had so much more respect for her during her life if I would have gotten a hold of these documents beforehand because I always thought that she was very uptight, very proper. I didn't realize that she was just a a good old-fashioned whore. No, I mean, Buckingham Palace, covered in cum. (laughs) Let's see. All right, got another one here. Uh, He leans down and kisses me, his fingers still moving rhythmically inside me, his thumbs circling and pressing. His other hand scoops my hair off my head and holds my head in place. His tongue mirrors the action of his fingers, claiming me. My legs begin to stiffen as I push against his hand. He gentles his hand, so I'm brought back from the brink. I come instantly, again and again, falling apart beneath him. 
Then I'm building again. I climax anew, calling out his name. Prince Philip. All right, here's another one. Suddenly he grabs me, tipping me across his lap. With one smooth movement, he angles his body so my torso is resting on the bed beside him. He throws his right leg over both of mine and plants his left forearm on the small of my black, small of my back, holding me down so I cannot move. He places his hand on my naked behind, softly fondling me, stroking around and around with his flat palm. And then his hand is no longer there, and it hits me hard. I thought Catherine the Great was freaky because she fucked horses. No, I mean, what do you think? What do you think kept Queen Elizabeth too? alive so long it keeps her young you know it wasn't it wasn't all those fetuses she's eating you know i'm sure that that helped but i didn't realize that those were her own fetuses that she she was eating do you think maybe like after she has these you know raunchy encounters with prince philip like instead of like where some people classically like smoke cigarettes after sex she's like cracks open a fetus and sucks out the stem cells I would say either that or they would just have a public execution, but well, actually a private execution. They would bring in a peasant right into the bedroom, set up a guillotine and just watch the beheading right in front of them. Yeah. The peasant has to watch first. Yeah. <laughs> to get, you know, it's, it's, it's probably like a virginal girl, you know, probably somewhere, oh, that's, you know, 16, that's 17. What, that's what kept Elizabeth Bathory young for so long. Yes. They have to make, and then they make her watch to get, you know, her blood flowing, and then, you know, some royal butler just comes and slits her throat as Elizabeth and <laughs> Prince are both coming. Oh, God, I wish I was rich. This episode got dark real quick. Don't know where that one came from. Actually, I do know where it came from. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the hotel. The hotel. Uh, you did a, an episode on it, the Hotel Cecil or whatever. Oh, in yeah, LA. Cecil they, Hotel. They did an entire uh, American Horror Story season about it. That's also partially based off of uh, the hotel that was owned by H.H. H. Holmes, which mm-hmm. I believe he was the first serial killer in America. And he had an entire hotel that was like a combination of the Winchester house. Do you know what the Winchester I house do. is? So it was like a combination of the Winchester house and the Cecil Hotel, where it had false doors that had trap doors going down to the basement. There was an incinerator in the basement that when he was getting it installed, he had to explain to the the contractors why he needed an incinerator capable of burning bodies. And he was a very convincing guy, obviously, but H.H. H. Holmes, his favorite thing to do was he had suffocation rooms or a suffocation room where he would trick people into going in there and then it had a viewport. He would be able to close the door and lock it and then watch somebody just suffocate. Yeah. So, yeah, the the American Horror Story series, the most recent season, or I think the season before last, oh, that yeah. was based off of H.H. H. Holmes, Murder Palace, and the Cecil Hotel. Yeah, it's uh, people do weird shit, man. You think he was? Uh, you think he was fondling himself while he watched people suffocate? If he wasn't, he was wasting a very good opportunity. You got to think a I lot. Mean, it's just it's wasteful. A lot of that behavior has to have some sort of sexual connotation to it, right? It must, because I don't understand what other sort of excitement they're getting out of it. Right, because uh, you've done a, if you if you hear whining, I swear to God that that's not a prostitute locked in my room. That's just one of the dogs. Yeah, it's fine. Either way, you know the dogs are eating the prostitutes now. <laughs> they were supposed to. So you, hey, it's a win-win. You don't have to pay the prostitutes, and good dog food, expensive. You know, very expensive. With three dogs, I can tell you it's very expensive. I have, all three of them. I have like this high maintenance Bassador. He's half lab, half Basset, and he can't eat grain. I got like the gluten free dog, you know. So, so I've I've heard that that the the thing with dogs being grain free isn't true. That it's actually bad for them and it can create more problems. Yeah, right. <laughs> he Man. sounds like he's dying in there. It sounds like that hooker's in there waiting for you, buddy. She's getting herself warmed uh, up. I'll be there soon. 
Did you did you throw a jar of uh, peanut butter in there with the dogs? Oh shit! That's why they're whining. Hang on, I'll be right back. <laughs> Poor guys, they're starving. Starving. I'm, feed- I'm gonna let trash back out. <laughs> Time to feed them the prostitute. You guys gonna chill out? Womb Raider said incinerators are a great, great way to warm up dead chicks. <laughs> Wait, I thought there was there was something else that was recommended in the hey, Becca, buddy. There was something else that was recommended in the live chat uh, on the on the last premiere, and I can't remember what it was, but it did seem like a good idea if you're into that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you're into it. I don't know. I don't know how I can much I can condone, even though we don't kink shame. Having sex with dead bodies, hard one to justify. Yeah, that's that's a a little bit too far for me. But in my last episode, I had a uh, Megan on. Remember Megan? Megan uh, Brosman. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. She's kind of a she's a horror movie lady, and uh, we're talking about the movie Thirteen Ghosts. Do you remember Ooh, that one with Tony Shane, Shalhoub? Shane Elizabeth. Yeah, well, Shane, yeah, Shane Elizabeth was in that. But one of the ghosts yeah, is I like this. Shane Elizabeth more than Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, one of the ghosts was like the smoking hot dead chick with big old fakies. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can justify that one. I mean, she's still Tori. I mean, she's like moving she's still, around. She's a deadly ghost. She's able to consent. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, it's not playtime. I just let you out. Chill out. So, I'm sure we've given the ladies plenty of time to change their underwear after uh, Coop read Queen Elizabeth II's uh, erotic journal entries. Who knew? Personal diary, yes. Who knew she was? Uh, she got down like that? Good for her. You know? I'm glad she did because if she spent all those years with Prince Philip just cheating on her and he's out having fun, but she's not. That's unfair, but as long as she was having her own fun, I think it's okay that she was fucking her cousin. Yeah, that's fine. You think they ever uh, ever went anal? Ooh, that's a good question. I think that, that Prince Philip was doing that outside of the relationship. I think Queen Elizabeth, unless she was real into it, I think that she had a little bit more respect for herself. Yeah, not even I like don't a, think that she, not a pinky or anything? I don't think that... that yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, the the pinky's always going to end up in there at some point, even accidentally. Like the the amount of times that that's happened with me accidentally, it's just kind of the cost of doing business. I don't know about it going in there purposefully. Yeah, I mean, every every once in a while, you know, you get lost, you go in through the back door. <laughs> Here, chew on that. <laughs> chew on this. Yeah, chew on that. Don't chew on me. There you go. Good boy. So with that, what's uh what's next for uh Coop? Oh shit, that's a good question. Uh you'd you'd have to ask Fate. Yeah. I I've been having a very interesting ride lately. Yeah, I know uh have you have you found new employment? Are you still just doing your thing? Mainly, I've been getting money from, uh, I mean, the merchandise is coming in, the ad sponsor money and everything. That's enough to, to keep me going for the time being. Um, I'm, Joel and I are talking about focusing on that more instead of finding just a normal job. I've had a handful of interviews and nothing really panned out. And also, it's not something that, it's not something that really speaks to my soul. Right. Um, so mostly I've just been using my, my newfound free time to kind of relive some of the experiences in my early twenties, which has been nice. So like OnlyFans then? No, there was no OnlyFans in my early twenties. It was just straight up going out on the street and, and just being a whore. I mean, I think you do good at it. I mean, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know. What do you think if? If you were to go down on like what is it, dirty six as they call it, I believe, it's like a nice yeah, leather, been, nice leather. Yeah, it's been a little bit of time around there lately. Nice leather jacket. I bet the the guy to girl ratio that you're getting hit up on, you know, as a a working gigolo, probably be equal. 
Uh, yeah, it hasn't been bad. I just feel bad charging for it. Because I feel like if I'm having a good time, why am I going to charge people for it? Hey, well, you know what you say. I'm you already know. getting paid. You know, do what you love. You never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Or do what you're good. You don't do what you're good at for free or something along those lines. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Yeah, true. But at least I get free drinks. Yeah, that's why I don't charge for being a parent. <laughs> you should charge that. Well, no, you're you're building up credit. Yeah. Later in life, that's when they're going to pay you back. Because once you're you're an invalid, it's like, no, you can't put me in a nursing home. You have to take care of me. I know. I've been I've been trying to talk my wife and us doing like an OnlyFans thing. She's like, what if our kids see it when they're older? I'm like, good. I'm like, this is what got them through college. Now they know. <laughs> you see how cool your parents used to be? Yeah. Uh, I know some people that have children that have OnlyFans, and it's definitely formative for the children. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Or actually, the joke I made, which my wife did not appreciate, but I thought it was funny, was the kids found out we were doing OnlyFans stuff. When they get married and their wife won't let them do anal, they'd be like, but my mom did it. Look, I have proof. I have the video right yeah. here. Mom took it like a champ. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's not a bad idea. You, you have something to compare them to because one thing that I know is uh, current partners love being compared to their, their mother in laws. Oh, yes. Of course. You know. <laughs> Whenever I want My mom fucks way better than you did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, whenever I really want to make the uh, the sex real dangerous, you know, right in the middle of it, I'd be like, this is, pro- this is probably the same excuse your mom gave, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, if there's nothing to, that they enjoy more than being compared to their mother-in-law, yeah. it's their actual mother. Yeah, you know, so... Your mother was way better in bed. I know, like, your Look mom would... I have the video to prove it. Yeah, your mom would probably do it, you know? Yeah, I think about that with the the children or the uh, like children-in-law the porn stars how do you how do you approach that conversation like if if you're jenna jameson or tara patrick's children or somebody dating one of their children right i think uh that's well like lisa ann's been able to kind of move through that i think she has kids in college I think that was like a big deal. Like, but does she have kids? I think so. I think that's how kind of she got hooked up with Barstool. Was that like she was at like freshman day for like her oldest kid in college, which like you know went fucking people went fucking nuts for. Or maybe it wasn't Lisa. Ann. Who's the blonde sure. one? Who's because the... uh, I mean that's but uh, which one? Old school like a, a mill uh, right? Yeah, right around the. Uh, yeah. Like, so Lisa, I think Jenna Jameson wasn't Jenna Jameson. She, yeah, she clocked out before she qualified as a milk. Yeah, she's not doing um, well, by the way. Have you seen? Have you been following her? Oh God, she looks like a she's had train some wreck. she's had some ups and downs for sure. But, a whole lot of downs from the looks of it. Yeah, but now it's it God, looks like she has downs. It might have been Lisa Anders. There's a blonde one, kind of in the same era. Saying. Maybe somebody in the live chat will figure it out here in a minute. But anyway, that ran for ran for some sort of political seat. No, I don't remember her Stormy name, Daniels. But... Or no, she was suing Donald Trump. Yeah, she just fucked Donald Trump. Uh, I think I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember the name off the top yeah, of my head. Whatever, not that important. But I'll let you get out of here, man. You've got a. You got a, another 15 minutes of crying to do before you roll into your four hour Pornhub history. And as we all know, at least as men, about hour two is when shit starts getting really interesting. Hour four, oh, hour four, that post nut clarity, like you, you shame yourself. You look in the mirror like, what you the are fuck so have I just ashamed of yourself? You get you yeah. go down some rabbit holes, man. You ever been down like a really serious Pornhub rabbit hole? Next thing you know, oh, like, yeah. the next day you're like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" I thought I was so much better than this. Yeah, no, I don't they, even know who I am anymore. There's just like, next thing you know, like you regain consciousness. 
I mean, there's just like watery cum all over the carpet. You look at your phone and you're like, oh my God. Like, ugh. Like, uh? And then you got to go back in the shower and cry for another hour. Okay, so man, I got five more hours before I can go to bed. It's going to be a long night. Yeah, well, you know, it's the way it is sometimes. I could, being a man. Yeah. How it is, man. Being a being a man. These women complain about periods and childbirth. Imagine being a man with all this testosterone and Pornhub at your fingertips. Oof. Yeah. Whole lot harder. Yeah. Burden. Whole lot harder. It's the burden of man. That might be a t shirt. I might have to make like a like a, a a phone, like a sketch phone with Pornhub. The burden of man. <laughs> Wear that. Just come everywhere. It comes. I'll have them. I'll have a. I'll have them sew in like a microfiber like cum cloth on the inside of it. So it's it's a multi-purpose shirt. Yeah. You know, Survivalist shirt. Yes. Survivalist. Or, you, know, you know. Utilitarian. It's all there. But uh, anyways, we're gonna so, get off of here because thanks. we can go around thanks and around. Thanks for having me on the show, dude. Thanks for uh, stepping <laughs> in, lifesaver. So uh, yeah, before no we get problem. off, uh, you know we've we've mentioned it a couple times, but uh, plug your stuff. Uh, yeah, Icon and Blast podcast history history show on the Drinking Bros Network. Uh, we've got our own YouTube page. It's the Icon and Blast podcast YouTube page. You can find us on YouTube if you just search Icon and Blast. We have new merchandise that came out just very recently. If you go to uh, drink uh, shop.drinkingbros.com and you just sort by newest to oldest, or if you just search for Iconoblast on the the Drinking Bro shop, you can find all of our new merch. You can follow me at Coop Newcomb. You can follow the show at Iconoblast Podcast. You can follow my co-host at Joel Benner, or Joel R. Benner. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's about all I got. Awesome. I will say before we get off here, the trailer that you guys shot for the show recently? We actually shot that like six years ago. Did you really? That was yeah. mind-blowing, dude. Yeah, we shot that about six years ago while we were still living back in California when we first launched the show. Okay. I was wondering, I was like, whose house is he at? Like, I don't see, like, Dan and Brittany having some sort of, like, old wooden shed in the back of the house. No, that was at the house of the one and only Bud McAllister. Who's Bud McAllister? Uh, he's an astronaut that died for Joel's humans. Okay. Oh yes, I believe you guys had him on the uh, the show. Uh, he's he's sent some videos into the show, but unfortunately, he is no longer. With us. He's no longer with us. So, R.I.P. Bud. Cheers to a real American hero, and uh, cheers to another American hero, Mister Matt Cooper. So, like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, you know. Hit the if you're watching right now, hit the little bell so you know we're here. And uh yeah, rate review. And uh yeah, check us out, minorleaguestudios.com. This has been the Neuter Nation. Thank you for watching. Good night.
Watch your head.